at SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. with you but this ain't the honeymoon past the infatuation phase right in the thick of love at times we get sick of love it seems like we argue every day I know I misbehaved and you've made your mistakes and we both still got room left to grow and though love sometimes hurts I still put you first and we'll make this thing work but I think we should take it slow we're just ordinary people we don't know which way to go cause we're ordinary people maybe we should take it slow take it slow oh This time we'll take it slow Take it slow oh, This time we'll take it slow This ain't a movie, no No fairy tale conclusion, y'all It gets more confusing every day uh, Sometimes it's heaven sent Then we head back to hell again Kiss, then we make up on the way I hang up, you call We rise and we fall And we feel like just walking away But as all of the advances We take second chances Though it's not a fantasy I still want you to stay We're just ordinary I feel like saying, hold up, hold up. We really need to just slow down and, and focus. And focus when we hear, and that's uh, John Legend, uh, Ordinary People. Uh, in the Western Cape, uh, that's where our focus is uh, this afternoon. Um, take a deep breath as, as we are about to just share this uh, sad news with you. There were 3,729 murders in the Western Cape last year, accounting for 12.6% in the rise 
of uh, murder rate nationally. And attempted murder also increased by 9.2%. And uh, the biggest increase in these crimes are illegal possessions of, of firearms climbed by 16%. And murder was um, not next to the highest uh, of uh, the increases. And other um, alarming states also looks at uh, uh, drug crimes that have gone up by 9%. And I'm hoping that uh, the celebration around the private use of cannabis is not going to lead uh, to people abusing it and, and therefore committing more crime. And joining us uh, right now on the line is uh, Rukshanda um, Pascu, who is uh, from Maninbek uh, Community Safety Forum, joining us at our Seapoint Studios. Good afternoon and welcome, Rukshanda. Good afternoon, Chris Elder. And uh, we also joined by Martin Makasi um, uh, from Nyang, a community uh, safety forum. Good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, Chris Elder. I'm, I'm loving the fact that uh, we're taking it away from just getting only SEPs to account, but just looking at ourselves as communities. Um, that What is it like? Let, let's talk about what life is like for ordinary folk in, in Cape Town, in the Western Cape. I'll start with you, Rukshanda. Well, I can say to you, um, we're sitting now with ordinary folk just being pained and living a hopeless life. Mm. Um, they're looking for direction, they're looking for guidance, and they look for real leadership at this current moment. Because why we know they have screamed, they have acted out mm. to get help, and it all fell on deaf ears. And I think because of that, um, the urgency for me, I mean, six years back already, I have started to engage on this journey um, in warning government and keeping people accountable mm. of what is going to transpire and that it's, it is going to get worse. And now numbers had to really tell people that it, we are in a serious mess. Mr. Bakasi, what seems to be the leading cause of these violent crimes? And I mean, it's unacceptable that civilians live in fear in their own communities. Thank you, Chriselda. I, I think uh, from the, the Nyanga uh, perspective is that we have for the past five years been raising the issue of police visibility. Mm. Because we believe that if we, if subs can improve on police visibility, it will then work as a deterrent from people committing crime. And also, we cannot hide the fact that the socio-economic conditions of of the Nyanga community, not only Nyanga community, but the entire mm. Cape Flats, it needs to be given attention by government. Mm. Where there is no investment, our young people are not working. We've got a huge number of young people who are dropouts, others are graduates, but people are hopeless. Now, when they are hopeless, those who have other agendas are able to use them to further their own agendas. So we've made a call to government to say, in an area like Nyanga, because the mistake that people are doing, whenever they talk about Nyanga, they talk about the old traditional Nyanga East. But there you're talking about four to five areas, namely Philippi Brown's farm, which is on its own in terms of size, it's equal to Langa Township. We're talking Old Cross Road, we're talking Samora Michelle, we're talking Haynes Park in the Leaks and Sweet Home Farms. All those areas are policed by one police station a police station that has less than 400 police officers. Sure. 
Now, now, I mean, that's a reflection on, on lack of services um, from the South African police. Uh, and I'm hoping that at some stage we'll have a conversation with them. But Rukhshanda, I, I just want us to reflect on uh, how the community itself is contributing uh, to the level of, of crime, uh, violent crime in our communities. I just want to add up to what Martin has just said, the level of poverty in communities. And and so you stand as a community worker, you stand at a point where you you'd start to look and reflect on who is to be blamed. Why is it that our community even themselves are engaging in this unlawful manner? Let's talk about the unlawfulness um, in which uh, the communities engage. Uh, we're not pointing fingers, um, but we're speaking to what it is. Because sometimes when you don't name it um, by name, uh, we tend to move around and talk around the issue. Because bottom line is, it is our community, our people who sell guns. It's our people who buy these guns. Um, it is them who abuse uh, substance. Let's talk about these challenges that are in our society as we speak to the community members right now. And that is just the problem. I think I've been crying out to mothers, mothers that keep the guns merely for a, a, a 20 rand or a 50 mm. rand to have electricity, mothers that keep the drugs just to have that uh, bread on the table or even just by condoning that your child has went out there to shoot and mm. kill another mother's child because that is the reality that is the reality where we find ourselves now where parents are also fighting each other because the children belong to different gangs sure. and 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 then you have the neighbor's son who who, who killed the the friend he had grown up with shared a bed with that is the reality on on friday i had a young man that is turning his life around and you know what the sadness was mm. for him today to overcome pick up the pieces after being in jail after joining a gang and now having to live with the fact that the gang leader has told him to kill his best friend yeah, nah. and, and this is done pieces? for him to prove his loyalty am i correct not even loyalty his friend was a witness in a case. Oh, yeah, no. And, and the hit was, he's the closest person to his friend, and he should do it. He should kill. How does he face his friend's parents? Mm. That is not only his own home family that is broken now, but two families are torn apart. Two families are broken. Mm. That is the impact that gang violence, gang life have on you. And we can't differentiate between crime because crime and gang world is going hand in hand yeah and it's such a big topic that um you know i think we haven't even spoken in depth about the different levels of crime that have a relationship with gang violence because mm -hmm. currently gangs are organized well strategized organizations just like any company mr makasi what what do, what is the picture in young um, because this is more uh, a reflection on Manenbeck. Uh, surely there are community-based um, concerns that we should raise and, and get us uh, to just reflect and look at ourselves and how we're contributing uh, to this picture. Uh, firstly, it, it borders us as the community of Nyanga that for five years we have been uh, 
pronounced as a as a murder capital. Hey, and we've done our own mathematics that from financial year 2013-2014 to 17-18, we've lost about 1,743 lives. Now, it means in the absence of a clear strategy and tactics, it then means as community leaders, we must always prepare that every year we will lose 295 people in Nyanga. Sure. Now, there's an issue of illegal guns. Mm. We've asked the question. Up until now, nobody has been able to give us a response. Even if you go to Mininbeck or Bishop Levis or Elses or Nyanga, there is not a single licensed gun shop. We've asked this question, where is the source? How do these young people get hold of these firearms? Who provides them with the ammunition? So you, you mean to tell me that in all these years, uh, there aren't any young people who have been arrested um, in possession of illegal firearms who Look, would people, be able to say where they got them from? They get arrested. Even yesterday, two illegal firearms were, were found at, at Maumau in Nyanga. Mm. But you never really get the info in terms of where do they get the guns, who supplies them with the ammunition. Now, in this country, we've got three intelligence agencies. You've got the one, SAPS, Crime Intelligence. You've got the State Security Agency. You've got the Military Intelligence. What, what, what confuses us as community leaders, why these three cannot work together to establish the source of the ammunition? Because in order for us to get rid of the illegal guns, we need to find the source of the ammunition. Yeah, there's a call, uh, a call that was made by the Democratic Alliance that uh, maybe it's time to uh, dispose of uh, the state army. Uh, what is your response to that? Um, I, I remember uh, the previous minister of, uh, um, of, of police was warming up to that. But the current Minister of Police, Mr. Peggy Tele, uh, was saying, I am a soldier myself and I'm not, I was only um, taught how to combat. I don't know how to control uh, crowds. Would you, as you were talking earlier on about police visibility, uh, would you say that perhaps it's time we consider this, Rukshanda? No. No. Menenberg has had the army numerous times. Mm. Um, it's I always say it's a zoom-in, zoom-out process. Mm. And then you must remember, it's our children. It's our children. Human rights are being violated. We already have that kind of response from police where they just shoot randomly innocent people, get hurt or killed. And um, if the army comes in, it is in fact worse. I know last year when the army came into Mannenberg, you know, a nine-year-old child was slapped by one of the army guys. And the child came running into my house. Her face was swollen. And nothing happens of these cases. Nothing happens of these cases. You know, we are being branded then as everybody is a gangster. Hmm. And we can't have that in, in, in a democratic society still doing that kind of work in our societies. In fact, I say we are aggravating our people more to act out so beastly unto, unto each other.
It, it really is quite tragic. Let's take your calls on 0891-104-207 and uh, WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107 how communities um, can help um, you know, contribute towards uh, minimizing um, the levels of, of crime in our society. Uh, we talk about these guns being accessible and available in our communities and uh, Rukshanda, as you said, that uh, you know mothers are hiding these guns uh, for, for a place of food and we we need at some stage as much as uh, you know seps uh, has a, a a lot to do in in providing uh, safety in our communities but we also need to look at uh, what we are contributing as a community as a society and uh, um, inviting you to join in the conversation at safm radio and you can hashtag safm lifetime live uh, we take your questions comments and and calls right now joining me on the line uh, in our cape town studios um and thank you so much for availing yourself uh, b- both from uh, community safety forums uh, in maninbeck and nyanga and i'm joined by mr martin makasi from nyanga and rukshanda um, pasku who is uh, from maninbeck and taking uh, your messages here's a voice note Good afternoon, this is Griselda. You're speaking to Brett here from Goodwood in uh, Cape Town. You know, in the Western Cape, I'm talking about Cape Flats and informal settlements specifically, there's a different law, a parallel, if you'd like to call it state, whereby if someone breaks into your house or if there's a string of break-ins within the same street or area, you go to the gang boss and you report it. And believe me, you'll be shocked what you hear. They will say, no, no, so-and-so just came out of prison. And don't worry, they're only testing to see or train each other as to how to house break before they go to the more affluent areas and do their bad stuff. Alternatively, if it's not people from the area, they would put out the word. And before you know it, there's absolutely no crime because the gangs are now patrolling the area and the cops are nowhere to be seen. Can you imagine that? This is reality, says Griselda, whereby these gang bosses are totally in charge they can put a heat on you at any second yeah this is just tragic and no one wants to live like this no one wants to live like this and, and where do we begin in in correcting this um, as as a society as a people and yes we need uh, to constantly be calling to account uh, police services and i keep mentioning this um, so that it, it it you know it's not like we're having this conversation because we're resolving um uh, what what seps has to do but this conversation right now is about us reflecting on how we're contributing as a society and what it is that we can do um, to help curb uh, these numbers. These numbers, I mean, when they talk about numbers, don't lie. Uh, this time around, these numbers are frightening. And uh, we're talking 3,729 murders uh, in, in the last year and talking 57 people who die each day in our country uh, let's take this uh, just I'm, I'm hoping that joseph will be able to keep it sweet and short um, before we take the uh, news break good afternoon and welcome um good afternoon how are you mama i'm good thank you pap hey, yes my joseph is, my my name is joseph Senagowe. hi fortunately i'm a foreigner <laughs> but uh, i'm so happy that you tackled this thing this way you understand i'm, I'm here i'm listening Yes. At this time of the day, I'm sure that you have talked the right way, the right way. Mama there in the studio has tackled the right pattern. The moment 
you accept that this thing is not all about foreigners. It's about families. It's about us. It's about um, mama and data. Because I am, I'm owning a tavern. You understand? Joseph, I'm going to ask you to just hold your thought. Um, we have to take a news break. It's news um, um, headlines uh, with Utsile Sako. Call Chris Salda now. 0891-104-207. Right, uh, we're also inviting you to join us on social media at SAFM Radio. And you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. And WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. SMSs charged at 150 to 40938. And uh, my guests uh, in our Cape Town studio, Seapoint uh, studio, I'm joined uh, on the line, uh, no, 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 in studio, uh, by Rukshanda um, Pascu, who is uh, from Manenbeck Community Safety, and also Martin Makasi from Enyanga uh, Community Forum, uh, Community Safety Forum. Let's take some of your SMSs. Guns are from uh, um, arms catches of MK and Abla. Celebrities also uh, lay false charges. That's from MJ. I, yeah. And uh, another SMS from Sunny in Bloemfontein saying uh, the government is to blame for the prevailing violence because uh, of the uh, free flow of liquor. And uh, one, uh, and the second point is absence of police patrols. And the third is imposed selective poverty and uh, the last point is foreign controlled economy and uh, that is from sunny and that's where you come in joseph as you were saying yes mama thanks very much for holding for giving me this chance uh mama said i was saying two things involved in this in this uh, conversation the high time the, the parents should accept that it is their fault because all these children who are doing these kind of things have gone, have got families, where they come from, and to go and do all those things. To be Joseph, actions, unfortunately, you seem to be walking eat. around, and uh, we we battling with the, uh, the the wind that's blowing on your phone. All right, uh, let's go to Ntlantla in the Val. Uh, good afternoon and welcome, Ntlantla. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'd like to add on the, to the topic, actually, you know. Sure. Um, uh, somebody has, uh, you know, been using, uh, you know, cannabis for, you know, quite, uh, you know, some time. Uh, I've had a valuable weapon dieting experience uh, in relation to this uh, substance, you know. Hello? Uh, we, I'm listening, Tanta. Yes. So from my experience, I believe, you know, uh, first of all, psychological, because I've been following up on your topics today, and uh, there's a whole lot of questions that I believe that cannabis, the effect thereof, if used properly, can contribute, you know, to all the challenges that we have in, you know, particularly also to the issue of economy. Are you, you sure know, you're following uh, the right you know, radio station? What, uh, we are experiencing in the, you know, country. I believe it's a great opportunity for the country to legalize this and also you know there are people with happy fingers um that continue to just tune throughout the stations and sometimes as you call uh you mix a different conversation with another uh we're talking about crime violent crime uh in and looking specifically in the cape town region let's go to gerald in deben good afternoon Hi. I, I'd encourage you and the uh, listeners to go read Barney Intimboiti's uh, column in the Sunday Times. 
But basically he said that the government we have is the most useless known to man. And he said that the government was so useless it couldn't even run a tap. Now, unfortunately, in a democracy, if that's what you vote for, that's what you get. Just think about this. We've been talking about the electronic docket system for 15 years. We've been talking about the DNA database for 15 years. And we are still talking. It's amazing. Wow. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Gerald. Uh, we um, appreciate your inputs. And uh, even if they don't use guns, they'll use knives. Uh, the law is just too lenient with criminals, and that's an unsigned uh, SMS. And guns in KZN are the main weapons used um, to commit murders. Uh, the police are unable to disarm people, and the taxi industry teams uh, with so many guns. Uh, also, the police are unable to disarm. Uh, these people and that's from my daughter now when you hear community civilians uh, talk like this as community safety forum obviously it means that people don't feel safe in their communities uh, where to from here uh, mr makas look uh, as the younger uh, cpf we, we we've responded to the to the report of the crime states uh, we we submitted our response yesterday uh, to to the presidency and the other relevant uh, departments, uh, we are supporting the call that was made by the current deputy minister of police, that maybe we've reached a stage where we need to embark on a, a thorough research to understand exactly uh, the challenge that we are faced with, so that whoever is developing the strategies, the tactics, uh, the interventions. We, we have at least a scientific, sound understanding of what we are dealing with. Government has been dilly-dallying. We've made that call now. It's almost two years mm. that we need to embark on that type of a research. We know that that research is not going to be the, 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 the only solution. Whilst we're pursuing other avenues, but we are saying let's do that research because it's going to give us an insight in terms of how do we deal with the challenges that are facing younger, Guguletu mm. and the surrounding communities. Secondly, we have fought over for almost 20 years with government in terms of them providing a second police station in our police present. They are currently now busy building a temporary police station at Samora Machel. The call we are making to SAPS and the Department of the Police is that that temporary police station should be resourced properly. We don't want to sit to a situation where we must again fight for another 20 years to fight for resources. We are therefore saying resource the second police station that is being currently provided at Samora Michelle. Thirdly, we are making a call. You know, Chriselle, that there's a very sad situation here. Last year, on the 24th of March, mm. the former president of the country wrote a letter instructing ministers after he met with the police on the 14th of February last year that they need to come and assist the South African Police Service at Nyanga. That does not only speak to Nyanga, but also other communities. And I think some of these leaders, they think when the minister of the police is making this call of an integrated and a holistic approach in terms of dealing with, with this challenge. They think the minister is bluffing. Mm. Now, they need to realize that it's not a laughing matter. He is not bluffing. He has visited the area more than five times since he has assumed office in February. He understands exactly what he's talking about when he 
continuously makes a call that all other departments... But you, you know what's missing in this conversation, uh, Mr. Uh, Makas, is as community forum, uh, com- community safety forum, are saying this is our call to communities because uh, oftentimes we're reflecting so much on what the police are not offering uh, but we are the community we are the people this is happening in our midst are there any strategies and i'm going to ask you Rukshanda, are there any strategies of of engaging communities to just self-correct reflect and self-correct and we will have a conversation with seps from our side and, and, and as an organization within Vandenberg to strategize and, and really challenge um, or facing the challenges. I think we have done extensive work in that. We have been reaching out to government on numerous occasions in taking our plans forward. I think last year in the news it was yet again when, when I engaged National um, Office of Police around um, what is the tactics we can use to really address these issues yet again it fell on deaf ears but i think we're not giving up hope mm. i think the fact is we have communities across the cape Flats and people in those communities that say we are willing and able we are ready to take the task at hand we don't want to be seen as the um the people that just judge we want to be actively involved in, in making mm. the solutions happen because just like Martin have said, we don't want to wait 20 years. Yeah, yeah. There is processes that can be taken like what in immediate effect. I think that is why we say it's not even not, not only a national government issue. Our local government needs to ta- p- play a part big time it must play a part then we have social development our yal department our education department they must all come to the table Mm. and stop working in isolation Mm -hmm. because of that we don't have one plan that address all the issues simultaneously on in the western cape on the cape flats within our communities indeed it's going to need a multi-pronged approach Um, it's going to require all of us uh, working together and thank you thank you very much uh, to both of you for joining us in our c-point studios thank you um appreciate uh, the time that uh, you dedicated to having this conversation rukshanda pasku who's uh, from maninberg community safety forum and martin makasi from enyanga community uh, safety forum thank you so much uh, to both of you as we were talking about violence and crime in Cape Town and uh, focusing specifically in the Cape, uh, Western Cape region. And uh, uh, we are going to have our words of wisdom with Mr. Velindaba, but first let's pay the bills.